people, it's your boy Icarus Gray. And it's your homeboy Wordplay TJ. And this is the No Rhyme Reason Podcast, where we talk about everything. Everything for no reason at all. And we're black. Black, blackity, black. They can't see your fist. Oh. It's not in the, it's not in the Black. <laughs> Blackity Black What's good people It's your boy Icarus Gray And it's your homeboy Wordplay TJ And this Is one of the Blackest podcasts In America The No Rhyme Reason Podcast Where we talk about Everything Everything Negro For no reason at all Black History Month Y'all What's happening What's good Uh Let's talk about The elephant in the room The celebration of Somebody black Yeah Yeah um, I mean, you know, he, he's the black elegant elephant. Oh. You get what I'm doing? I like it. See? Yes. So we came here to talk about Killer Mike hey. and his uh, Grammy sweep. <laughs> Don't call him a janitor, but <laughs> he did that. <laughs> and uh, at the 66th Annual Grammy Awards, according to uh, Fader, um, he has won three different trophies, one for best rap album, for Michael, best rap song, Scientists and Engineers, and also best rap performance for the same song, Scientists and Engineers, featuring Andre 3000, Future, and Aaron Allen Kane. I ain't got to beat y'all up. <laughs> it's good. I, I, man, I did not want to have to start Black History Month with beating up old music execs for not doing the right thing. You think the music ex- execs did it? We'll get to that later, but <laughs> yeah, that's but, that's one of those things that we gotta we gotta we gotta break down at some point. Break it, break down. Um, but you did call it right. You called it several months ago when we first reviewed this album. So if you want to check out that that review, please go to our YouTube channel, uh, No Rhyme or Reason Podcast, and check out what we said about Killer Mike's album, Michael, because we spent time. Uh, breaking down every song, the production, the themes, um, the features, and just the overall aesthetic. And we gave it our rating. And I believe we said that it is five out of five, mm-hmm. hands down. And unequivocally, the album of the year without yes. argument. Yes. Like- yes. So the fact that he swept in this category but didn't sw- sweep, like, the album of the year uh, piece. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a sad thing. No, but it is a little, a little disappointing. But at the same time, the fo- the the point of this conversation is to say, you said it, and now you don't have to be upset about it. And I ain't got to be upset. And we get to celebrate Black excellence during Black History Month in a way that I think is now again he won the categories that are for us. But he won those categories so convincingly with an album that was so perfectly orchestrated that each piece of it, from the instrumentation, every vocal piece you hear is just vibrant and lives. Like it's the first album in a long time that I think you can't really argue about. Um, Because, you know, in in subsequent years, like the year that Macklemore won or something like that, there's a lot of argument in behind, you know, Good Kid, Mad City, I believe should have won that year. 
or was it the Pimple Butterfly? It doesn't matter. Kendrick should have won. But it was a good kid. But like, this is one of those that you just couldn't argue with. Like, no matter who else would have been in the category, I don't think it would have even been close. Yeah. So I think what he did with this album is he took the time and he invested the the revenue as a as an independent artist right like let, let's let's get that clear killer mike is an independent artist that partners with uh distribution and and other and other companies in order to kind of help him do the work but he is investing his own money into into these these crafts he's not taking uh a, a label advance or things of that nature in order to 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 make this happen and that same investment goes into these these Grammy wins. And again, I'll talk about that, talk about that later and how that works. Um, but that craftsmanship, that dedication mm-hmm. has has a return effect. When you put that amount of energy, when you sow those, sow those seeds, when you um, do the work that is the meaningful work, mm-hmm. um, Oftentimes you see you see the results of it, and sometimes it can happen in two years, like Mike has said. He, he took two years to wait, make it, and sometimes it can happen in two weeks, like what happened with the blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's just all, but the but the outcome is the same. the The focus is the same. We're gonna make this. We're gonna res. We're gonna um, keep what resonates, throw out what doesn't, and uh, continue to revise and edit as we go along. Um. It's just such a big statement. I mean, coming from the South, bro, it's just, it, it feels like we won. It feels like our life experience won. And it's won before, you know, Outkast does have Grammys. Um, but it's just so refreshing to see yourself and to see the life you've lived and the way your life feels resonate at an award stage. And I know this isn't like the end all be all to like us wanting to win in the way that we feel that we should win, so on and so forth. But in this moment, bro, it just shines and feels great. You know what um, is synonymous to this for me? Mm. Um, the feeling of when 3 6 won those Oscars. Yes. Right? Good point. It is the South. Encapsulated in, in in human beings that know their craft, know what they do well, and then they come out and they make art mm-hmm. that just resonates, and then you see them awarded for that for that art. Yeah. Um, so Juicy J, um, um, help me out. My brain blanked as soon as you did that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like. I so, just my, throw my, my Black History Month is over now, because uh, <laughs> I almost just now. said Project Pat, and that's not even so. So, Juicy J, uh-huh. DJ Paul. There we go. <laughs> I was trying to do his drop from because he's on this album. He just won a Grammy, right? Won another Grammy, right? Uh, or maybe his first Grammy. Because I, I feel like know. three six, I don't know, might have won a Grammy. But either this way, this is why we're not journalists. Because <laughs> see, we don't be remembering. But I know he got one now, <laughs> and that's a fact, Jack. And yeah. so does like Run the Jewels, like LP and Killer Mike now have Grammys. 
Yeah. So that's man. It's just it's it's an amazing feeling um, to like even connect that because that was what that felt like. Is yeah, it was hustle and flow, mm-hmm. but it was the music of hustle and flow. And it was the music that is so synonymous with Memphis, so synonymous with the South, that it was freeing, bro. It was just like- I think it's a story that we can resonate with, right? We've all been those artists where you have to turn those fans off before you start recording. Yeah. And the room, you only got but so much time because the room's Mm going to get hot. Mm -hmm. And then you're done. You need a break. But oftentimes you can- you can get it, get get one off in that in that moment, and um, it it's magic. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> um, the last point I want to make on this is this also shows that trying something new doesn't mean you lose yourself. Like so, Killer Mike dropped rap music, an album that he did with LP. LP did a majority of the beats. Um, and that got Grammy nominated at the time. I don't believe that it won, but I believe it was nominated. Then he goes on this run with Run the Jewels, uh, doing four albums that took him to all kinds of different places, way different platforms, started to really solidify him um, in terms of his respect as a rapper and get him not the clout, but the respect that he deserves. And then he just had this feeling in his heart for like the last probably four or five years of wanting to do an album um, and went and did it and went and did it. Like it just, the investment that he put into his craft and to then say, Hey, this has been successful, but I really want to try and do a solo project. And it doesn't mean, you know, they're not going to do any more run the jewels projects or anything like that. But he stepped out, took the chance, invested in himself because he had the capital given everything that he's been doing and really made an album, I think, for the ages that is going to really be played for a very long time. So congratulations to you, Killer Mike. Uh, shout out to you. You are have always been somebody I've respected, uh, and you always respect people. And I, and I see that a lot around, especially how you uh, interact with your fans. We appreciate you. We celebrate you. And this is an amazing win for the South. And music in overall, yeah. But then it turns. Aww. It turns, and what happened? Just TJ, TJ, TJ. What's wrong with y'all, man? Hold up. Okay, <laughs> don't go off on. Okay, yet. okay. All right, man. I right, calm down. Go set the stage. All right, set the stage. Set it up. <clears throat> I've changed the mood. Okay. And what I want the audience to feel is what I I believe might have been that feeling that Mike had. Mm-hmm. We can't confirm. We can't deny. He hasn't spoken much about the, the, the ordeal outside of uh, publishing a statement from his folks and himself. Um, but... At the point where he's winning these awards and and, and and getting crowned for who he is and the work that he's done, 
um, there comes a report that comes up that says Killer Mike arrested at Crypto.com Arena. And we're like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on the text message. I'm like, what? Like, is this a, is this a moment where like this stuff is happening again to us, so to speak? Mm-hmm. And so that headline hits out uh, a few days later. We hear from Killer Mike and his team, and according to Associated Press, uh, Killer Mike says an overzealous security security guard contributed to the f- uh, physical altercation that led to the arrest after the rapper and activist won three awards at the Grammys. And so it seems like Killer Mike was trying to get to a destination. This security guard was saying that you don't belong in this destination. Uh, seemingly not knowing that Killer Mike actually belonged there and was trying to get to where he was, where he's meant to go. Allegedly, Killer Mike pushed through this person, kept kept on going, and the person tried to do uh, a citizen's arrest, <laughs> which is wild, right? It's nuts. It, this is very like kind of Karen esque type of situation here. You you're a big Chad, bro. Um. Well, we don't know who they are. Allegedly, it's a woman. Um, the The fact that this individual decided to take it upon themselves to say where somebody belongs, I get it, right? You're seemingly doing your job, but at the same time, like it's not that big of a deal. During Black History Month. That's what you want to be doing. You don't need to arrest anybody for being in the wrong place at the Grammys. Single me out, TJ. What's wrong with you? How? Who raised you? Really? Black history, like you can't. Like, and I get it. Like, I don't. I don't know your ethnicity, but if you happen to be of the same, you know. Skin folk, whatever. Like, I know sometimes people come in and be trying to get, you know, a little favor. Like, hey, let me in. We all not but like, did you see that man's tux? Did, did you see it? Killer Mike is very recognizable. He's a, a tall hulking man. And it's black history month. We 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 can't get our get out of jail free card in this month? Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. I don't I don't even think what I think matters is that this this, in, this individual has now said that they're the authority. Yeah. And then called the quote unquote authorities, right? And then the academy allowed this to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So this person is employed by either the arena or or the academy themselves. Mm-hmm. And didn't intervene in the situation in a way that would be redemptive for for Mike, because I think I think Mike is the one that um should have been protected in this situation. I agree, and I mean I I appreciate his basic silence of not really talking about the situation because at the end of the day, I'm not even going to allow this to take away from the fact that 
it, it's time to celebrate this man, bro. Like, I, no matter what you feel about him politically, no matter what you feel about him, even in regards to this situation, he did something that's amazing. He's doing things that are amazing. And he still loves his people. And that's something that is going to be celebrated. Like, we're speaking about it just because, like, it happened and it annoys us a lot. Mm-hmm. Because we have a lot of um, thoughts about just being black in America, being in a situation where it's like you seeing a person and feeling intimidated by him. Like, on top, like it doesn't even matter what, like, however it escalated, it comes from that to me. Right. So... Especially, especially like a, a, a black man, right? He's personified as uh, intimidating. Yeah. When we we watch Mike in in interviews and things of that nature, and he could be like, that's not his nature. No, that's not his nature. Like he wants to get along. He wants to get along seemingly with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And. Um, the desire to get along doesn't it doesn't protect you from from being black. Yeah. And that's that's where that's where I get I get concerned is like the overzealous part mm-hmm. and the the belief that you're so scary and intimidating that I gotta be the authority and then call the quote unquote authorities. That's that's where it crosses the line. Um, especially on one of the most special nights of this this man's life, and it, and it takes a quick check. Like I, it, it makes me feel like y'all gotta shore up your ways of checking whoever somebody is. Like because even after the altercation, like it should have been a quick little understanding of like, hey, my bad. Like we both got out of hand. Like what what happened to people to people being able to resolve things? Like hey, it got a little intense. It got this way. Like I feel like. We just get so trigger happy into just the extremes, mm-hmm. and that's you know not not really good. But overall, I'm just I'm just super excited that he won, and you know, yeah. yeah. So I think speaking of his win, what what people don't really realize is how much it takes to actually win any of these awards. Mm-hmm. How much competition you have um, from not only people that are within the major music system, but also, excuse me, in the in the independent world. Mm -hmm. So anybody that gets added to the academy as as an as an expert um, is there from a, a, a wide variety of. Uh, experiences and um, musical expertise. And so I think what what the internet has been trying to do is trying to kind of dispel this myth because like I said earlier and you said, Killer Mike invested a lot into this album and part of that investment is this this sweep. And so uh, Ebro recently posted something up to, to Instagram uh, dealing with the 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 CEO of of the Grammys, uh, Mr. Harvey Mave Mace. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> Harvey Mason Luther, Lex. Uh, oh, Junior, Junior. My bad. Uh. It's just because he's bald, he, but he does look like a black Lex Luther. Which you know. Anyway, let's uh listen to his thoughts, shall we? 
First, you have to understand that the only way to win is to have the membership of the academy vote for you. In order to be a member of the academy, you have to be a professional working in music in the United States, for now, the United States. Hopefully we grow that. But right now, if you're a working professional in the United States, you can become a member of the Recording Academy. Once you're a member of the Recording Academy, all the music gets submitted, the members listen to it, and they evaluate it on the quality of the art. Not the sales, not the streams, not how many fans, not how many followers, but purely on the opinion. And it's very hard, as you all know, because it's subjective. There's no best song or best record. It's just the opinion of the membership in that particular year. That's how you win a Grammy. That's it. The voters vote. There's no committees. There's no journalists. There's no labels. It's music professionals voting for their peers, period. First, you have to understand that... So, all right. I'm going to break that down a little bit because Mr. What's his name? Last name? uh, Junior, Mr. Mason. (laughs) His last name is Junior? Junior. (laughs) Mr. Mason Junior, Harvey Mason Junior. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Anyway, it's Mr. Mason. (laughs) don't know why that's funny, Mr. So, Mr. Mason. Mr. Mason. Um, is is right, right? Killer Mike and everybody else that has worked to win a Grammy, um, not just this year, but every year, must be, uh, must be voted on by a group of members. And those members both nominate and vote for those nominations uh, on an annual basis. The nominations usually come in around July. And then the voting happens a um, few months after in the, in the fall. So maybe like around holiday time, close to that, to that point. Yeah. October, something like that. And the reason why I know this is because years ago, um, I was a member of the Academy. What I did, <laughs> no, stop, <laughs> please. <laughs> what I did, you, you can't do that without hitting the, the we don't have that button. Do we? Anyway, um, <laughs> what I did um, at the time, and this was 2013, mm-hmm. um, I went and applied to become a member. And the application process at that time was, uh, so this 10 years ago, was um, not as strenuous as it is now. It, requ- it has some requirements. Number one, you had to be recommended by somebody else that's already a part of the academy. Number two, you had to have some credentials, right? You had to have, um, I-, I believe it's like at the time, three or four um, projects that you have credit on for some reason, right? Either you're an artist, a songwriter, a producer, engineer, like you have to have one of those roles in the academy. And today, one of the criteria is, or the, the criteria is you have to have recommendations from three other musicians that's that's an added piece to the to the to the equation 
And sometime after 2013, they dumped a lot of people from the academy um, that seemingly were not were not active. Um, so gra- Grammy membership requirements. Um, so that's that's what that's essentially what it takes, right? That's what it takes to become one of the the members of 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 the academy. And it's an application process that you can do once a year mm-hmm. and then you get accepted in in March. But what people think is that it's some exclusive club of record execs. Mm-hmm. Yes, record executives can be a part of the membership, but the membership is not exclusive at all. Yes, it does take a little bit of work and a little bit of acceptance to get into into the to the academy but it doesn't um it doesn't work in a way where um only the industry sort of what i mean by that is only the major labels mm. are the ones that make 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 the decisions that's not true and so there are uh, across the across the United States. There are regional hubs mm. where, when you become a member, you uh, attend events at these regional hubs. There's one in Seattle, and um, one in Los Angeles. Um, I at the time I was living in Louisiana, so there was one in New Orleans. Um, you just go to chapter meetings and stuff like that. So it's like being a member of a union almost, and. At these at these meetings, you start to meet people. You start to meet individuals who are also putting up their own nominations, mm-hmm. making their own music, being creatives, or know somebody that's being creative. And as you meet people, you build up a network. That network are the individuals that nominate you. That network are the individuals that vote for you. And so the campaign to become a vote uh, or, or a Grammy winning individual takes what? Campaigning. Takes some cap- campaigning. Some capital, right? some networking. Basically, some cash. Mm-hmm. So what happens is during the voting process or even during the nomination process, they do what's called for your consideration campaigns because you can't really, um, you can't really pay money to buy votes, Mm. but you can pay money to publicize yourself in front of individuals who have the power to vote. So that's essentially how it works. And those people, again, do nominations in 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 the summer, do voting in the fall. And then after that, that voting process, what becomes of it are the, are the winners. Um, and the winners are not only like that vote go also goes to a committee. Mm-hmm. So that committee has some say so over over the, the, the voting process as well. So there's there's multiple steps in the voting process and it is extremely, extremely subjective, but it's also uh fueled by money. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just the long and short of it. Like, you think about 
all of the different instances where we've had complaints or people have had complaints, the majority of those complaints just come from like black people being segregated to certain categories and then seemingly not winning others because of whatever wall of um, whatever obstacle or threshold that they didn't meet. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times I think about most deaf's quote about Drake or whatever, him being pop and played in target. But then I think about artists like Taylor Swift or Harry Styles, their target and Euphora and everywhere else or Zephora or all these different places type artists. So more people by and large are going to hear this music. I'm not saying that, that it's not, type of music, that type right? of music. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not even going to say that it's not great, but there is a bit of, you know, the money in behind that, the licensing in behind that being everywhere does matter. Yeah. So to, to be a black individual in, in that's campaigning for a vote, so like what Mike did, mm-hmm. you not only have to be, you not only have to campaign to black folks. Because mm-hmm. listen, if you campaign to every black member in the academy, and every black member has already heard your album, are you wasting money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your goal isn't to campaign to the individuals that already know who you are because you're a part of the culture. Your goal is to campaign to people that are outside of the culture mm-hmm. that don't know, understand, uh, know or understand what your work is. And, and you got to go shake some hands. You got to go kiss some babies. Don't do that in real life. But <laughs> that's that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, what's the demographics of our country, right? It's mostly white. That culture is also implanted into the Grammy Academy. So these members are mostly going to be white individuals with a lens of of white culture, um, some of them may understand hip hop, may float in and out of different different groups, mm-hmm. but their lens is still not. They they listen to, um, they listen to Taylor Swift, not Beyonce, right? right. Like you're like like you're saying, and it presents why uh, Macklemore won. It's because again, more of like thrift shop is being played. Everywhere. Correct. Whereas Poetic Justice, uh, Swimming Pools, the, the singles off of that album. Backseat Freestyle. Like, are not really getting played everywhere. Right. And so you, you come across this gap where it's like, if my album is artistically great, but I'm not getting played everywhere, I'm now hindered because my campaigning is never going to have that reach. Because even though it's not niche. Because, you know, whether it's poor white folks or, or poor anybody, you understand the reference that we're coming from on some level. Right. It's not as inviting. Right. And like a lot of the albums that have won album of the year, whenever they are, like even when Beyonce has her wins, which I don't know if she has an album of the year. She doesn't. Right? She doesn't. And that's like the. the she's She's been up for um, album of the year four times and has lost every time. It's like. If anybody has like that kind of target in everywhere pull, it's B. And it's majority of the time you losing the people that it's like, if you're calculating all of the votes, right? Much like what you were saying earlier, 
if you're calculating both sides of the vote, both sides of the vote normally lean that way, or at least it feels like they do until until we get to situations like this. So I don't know. It, it's 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 a lot. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Beyonce, we want to hear what uh, Jay Z's speech has to has to do with this. Uh, so we're gonna play a bit of, a bit of it, and then we're gonna react to it. Um, this is Jay Z winning the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award um, officially on air. So we're gonna play, like I said, play a bit of this and then react to it. Let's listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Um, I used to say it's a sippy cup for blue, but blue's grown up now. She doesn't take sippy cups, and she has her own Grammys. Um, First of all, um, thanks to Dr. Trey, who said he in the house, he's somewhere. Oh, there he is. Andre Young, thank you, sir. All the doors that you opened, you know, showed us that we can be um, rock stars, seeing you on the Rolling Stone. Obviously, there's Run DMC with the Leathers and the Aerosmith, but when you came out west, you took it to a whole new level, put us on covers, Rolling Stone, put us around the world, you and Snoop, all that y'all did, all the records y'all broke, so thank you for this. Um, honored, honored to accept it, honored to accept it. And thank you to the Black Music Collective for all the work that you guys do, scholarships for young creatives. And hopefully, you know, I'm adding to, you know, what you guys are doing out here. Obviously, uh, it's, uh, it's great to have a, an award um, for such an icon. How far we've come with uh, Will Smith and them, Chazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince winning their first Grammy in 89 and boycotting because it wasn't televised. And then they went to like a hotel and watched the Grammys. I didn't even understand what the... <laughs> wasn't a great boycott. Um, <laughs> we're here. But then, 98, I took a page out of their book. I was nominated for the best rap album and DMX had dropped two albums that year. They both were number one, shout out to DMX. And he wasn't nominated at all. So I boycotted and I watched the Grammys. I'm just saying, we just, we want y'all to get it right. We love y'all, we love y'all, we love y'all. We want y'all to get it right, at least get it close to right. And obviously it's subjective. Y'all don't gotta clap at everything. Obviously it's, sub- obviously it's subjective because you know, it's music and it's yeah. opinion based, but you know, some things, you know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys, never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You know, some of you, some of you gonna go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. <laughs> no, 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 that was it. No, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. When I get nervous, I tell the truth. <laughs> Listen, that was one of those moments where it's like you see the magnitude. So Jay Z's winning Dr. Trey's Impact Award or whatever, and. You can see it on his face. Just like 
the uh, not confusing confusion, but like the mixed emotions. Like I'm happy to be here, but there are things that are not going on or not going correctly. It is preposterous to me that the person who's won the most Grammys does not have an album of the year. Because it's like I've won the most out of anybody, which means out of all the categories, because she exists in different categories, whether it's pop, R&B, because they don't normally always just put her in in, in R&B or whatever. Um, features with the people, with the with some of the people or a lot of the people that y'all even give awards to in other categories. Um, and it's one of those things where I wonder what it is we actually expect from the Grammys. Do we earnestly expect to win in this place that is not much like you said earlier in terms of the numbers represented by us? Yeah. Uh, do we want our awards or award shows and things that they to feel like the Grammys? Or do we want it to feel so unapologetically us that the people who are on the other side ain't going to come watch it? No way. Like, what is our true stance on it is a lot of what I got from Jay-Z's speech is like what what do you want do we want these people who don't really understand the culture or understand what it is that we live and go through to validate us or do we listen to the end of his message which is keep working and keep doing what you're going to do because at some point they're going to have to acknowledge you regardless yeah what he's saying is like we got to get it right but I think what um what the what we keep striving for is for subjective taste to change in a culture that's not our culture. Mm, that's a bar. That's a bar. It's just not our culture, right? Whether um, no matter how many people go to the Renaissance tour, right? Like. They don't live in our world. They don't experience the world in the in the in the ways that we we see it. So when the music comes out, the music that resonates with them is the music that resonates from their lens. Yeah. And so having a different expectation of human beings to do something that's with outside of their lens is like trying to tell somebody that sees the sky as green to to say that it's blue. Right. And why do we keep doing it? You know, we've had this conversation before. Like, that used to be one of my um, dreams is was winning a Grammy uh, for the longest amount of time before it was just like, but with the artistry and the time that I take, which is just the same as any other artist. Like, I'm not coming to an album like I don't want it to sound sonically good or I just want to, like, I'm going to rap about my life, but I don't want to make you feel good. It's a positive message overall that I want people to get when you're sitting here crafting and you're like mixing and mastering, making sure it comes in the left and the right at the right time. And that the experience goes much like a play, like you're going through act one and act two to where by the end of it, you gained an experience or a life view that enlightens you in some way. But that ultimately, in a lot of ways, doesn't matter. In that regard, because much like you said, we're always going to come across that obstacle of understanding. And it's not a matter of whether or not people want to understand. It's whether or not they can in a way that would validate 
someone else. Yeah. And so I, I think we should, we should really just manage our expectations yeah. or, um, or come up with something that's our own, right? Like um, pour, into, pour into what belongs to us already or find a way to, um, to create our own. Like I think J and B are rich enough to set aside a different academy. What what does it look like to have a black music academy? Mm-hmm. He was mentioning the different black avenues in the beginning of his speech. Like, what does it look like to invest in those people to do more in terms of the appreciation? Appreciation. What does it do for us to spend more time uh, investing in NAACP things? Um, those awards, because we like those image awards and things that they've been doing recently, where they're giving. Uh, shine to different black influencers, uh, things of that nature. Uh, Kevin Stage won one year, Tapitha Brown won another year. Like, how do we give more push to that? And are we capped by, much like everything else, the campaigning of it? Right, because the, look, at the end of the day, the mm-hmm. Grammy means as much as we want it to mean. Right. Any award means as much as we want it to mean, which means that we have to have a society of individuals that all agree on that meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I feel like for Killer Mike, mm-hmm. that meaning resonates. For all the other winners, that 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 meaning resonates, and um, for future winners, that meaning. Uh, is something that is is going to be impactful for them. So I think we should just get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to all the winners. Um, Shout out to the Recording Academy and all of that. Uh, And shout out to each and every one of you. Um, Happy Black History Month. We blackity, blackity, black, 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 black. Uh, (laughs) We appreciate y'all. We'll see you with our next piece. A one and a two and a peace. peace.